This is Workflow, Episode 1. Workflow is the podcast that helps teams figure out the best way to work, collaborate, and get stuff done. Brought to you by Rindle. Hey everyone, I'm Tom. And I'm Brian. And we're the co-founders of Rindle, and this is our podcast, Workflow. Today we're talking about why we're creating this podcast. But why are you laughing? <laughs> this is just silent. Yeah, I don't. It, 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 that, that's it. That's that's all we got. <laughs> um, I actually, before we even talk about getting into why we created this podcast, I do want to hear your reaction to the the music that I picked out. You did you pick out new music? No, same music. You heard it before. Uh, I like it. You know why I picked it? Why? because it makes me play air guitar when i hear it that that is something great that's like a picture that i'm not going to be able to get out of my head now <laughs> Wonderful. So anyway so so does the world need another podcast about managing work that is the question well i i don't know if there are too many podcasts about actually managing the work there's a lot of podcasts with people's opinions about various things but like to specifically talk about managing work. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think some are like kind of, they have, there's some podcasts out there that are about work, uh, but they don't really get into, you know, the nitty gritty of, of implementing processes or uh, things to actually implement within your team. So I think not so many tangible things that you could take away from them, more entertainment value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I also don't know if they really are targeting like, you know, um, people who are like running the teams, uh, like to actually allow them to implement some of this stuff or like, you know, the, the founders or anything like that. Like I, the, typically podcasts are talking about more, um, like if it's a podcast about a startup or whatever, they're talking to other founders, hopefully, uh, about running a startup. You're not talking to them about like, how do you run your team? How do you manage the projects? How do you, they do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think there's definitely a gap that kind of hopefully will fill that, you know, a lot of the content that is out there is, is definitely, you know, targeting more traditional project managers, if you will, about methodologies and all these other things, um, where there definitely are people like founders and marketers and managers and people like that who are tasked with kind of managing projects. These are the non-PMs. Um, and I think that's really where we can kind of help and and help those people along and i think the content that's out there for the more traditional pms kind of overkill for them and they're looking for something a little simpler a little more straightforward um, to get their team organized to get the work flowing through their projects and things like that so uh, i think that's kind of the intent here is to give that audience uh, obviously we'll be able to help traditional pms as well hopefully with our opinions and advice um, but you know even more so than non non-project managers absolutely um, so I just do want to uh, just comment on too that, you know, in addition to like the non-PM focus, we're definitely hoping to help, you know, new project managers or teams that are just starting out. That's obviously, you know, new PMs that are officially uh, formally PMs or, or non-PMs um, and also seasoned and existing teams. So people that 
are looking to kind of enhance their workflow, change things up a little bit. Uh, maybe something's not working for them. Maybe they want just to hear some how other people are working and kind of get some advice. So um, really, we're hoping to help that that audience. Uh, it is pretty crazy how like there there are all these methodologies and software out there, um, and yet people still really struggle with setting up their workflows and you know setting up how their team should collaborate and communicate. So you know this is exactly kind of what we're trying to help with this podcast. You know, I think I think one of the reasons why it's kind of an issue is that people assume that oh, I'm going to start using this project management software and and it's just going to magically help me manage a project. But at the end of the day, like the software is only as good as the people behind it. So you you still need uh, you still need to have an idea of like how you're going to use that and and that how you're going to use it is is basically the reason why why we created this uh, because we're trying to help people um, better like use the software, find better uses for it. Not just our software, but in general software that uh, handles project management. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. I mean, the, the, you know, the PM tool um, or anything that you're using to, to organize yourself is not going to run the project for you. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a tool like all the other tools you use um, that you're going to try to leverage to make things more organized and help you along the way. Um, but it's not going to do the job for you. And that's, I think that's what some people kind of look for the magic sauce. Yeah. Like, well, where's that tool or how, how can I make this so I don't have to manage the project? Um, so in the end, you know, that still needs to happen. It's just, you know, can you use the tools around you to make that job easier and more efficient and things like that? Yeah. Cool. So maybe we should introduce ourselves now that we've talked a little bit kind of about the podcast and where we're headed with it and who it's for. But um, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. People might be curious who we are. <laughs> cool. Do you want to uh, you want to start off? Yeah, sure. So my name is Brian Faust, um, co-founder of Rindle, and uh, I have about 15 years project management experience in my career. Um, basically started out in data networking and voice over IP, which is interesting. Uh, so I used to run, you know, cat five cables through walls and patch cables to patch panels and all kinds of good stuff. Um, and through that got into software development, um, which I actually worked for a recruiting firm in New York city, um, that used this bloated, complicated, like a, it was a local windows application, um, to manage their, their applicants. And uh, I kind of said, well, this is kind of when Web 2.0 was happening and these, you know, you know software in the, as a service kind of started to happen. And I was like, you know, we could probably build this software, uh, you know, on the web and, and save it was I think it was like a $60,000 license per year they're paying for it. Um, so they said, okay, you know, if you want to manage that and take that initiative, we'll give you some budget, go put together a team and kind of make it happen. So that was really my first taste into the software development and, and project management outside of the IT background. Um, and that kind of sprung me into working, you know, at, at a couple different agencies, building mobile apps and, and web-based applications and websites and stuff like that. Um, so since then I've been in software and, um, as far as the non-work stuff, I have a family of four and a half. So I got my third child due at near the end of September. So that's exciting. Uh, we live in Connecticut and um, definitely that's what pretty much motivates me every day to uh, keep rolling on and, and digging deep for uh, uh, building a business and all the things we're doing. 
Um, I used to be a chef, which is a tidbit of information probably that most people don't know. Um, but I actually, before getting into tech, was a full-fledged chef. Um, so I did learn to cook, which is awesome. And I enjoy cooking. So I actually do most of the cooking in my house. Um, and besides that, I think um, West Coast Swing, probably, I, I do the West Coast Swing Dance, um, which is actually the State Dance of California. Another piece of information. You'll little tidbit. Little tidbit. Um, but I've been doing that since I was about 13 years old. I, I used to compete all around the country and travel around. And uh, I used to teach in New York City. I uh, taught a studio in, in Pennsylvania as well. And um, it's a big part of my life. I met my wife through dancing. Uh, my sister dances. Uh, my mother dances. So it's kind of in our family. Um, definitely uh, was it's a really cool thing that most people don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but if you look it up, if you Google it, you'll see what it is. It's pretty cool. Um, and I, and I golf, that's pretty much, uh, picked up golf around four years ago. Um, and that's been kind of my, my relaxation. A lot of people don't like golf because it makes them frustrated and angry. <laughs> I actually like it because I can go on a course for four hours and not think about work or not think about family stuff and just kind of zone out and, and, and enjoy. So it's, uh, it's been a good hobby for me. And you bedazzle shirts. I, I have bedazzled a shirt in my lifetime, um, <laughs> and my wife will tell tell that story in pride. In pride. <laughs> yeah, we should probably uh, also uh, maybe create an episode about it someday, but how uh, work doesn't actually happen on the golf course. So it is uh, fun to go out there and just relax for the yeah, most part. <laughs> this is true, actually. I've, I've actually tried to talk a little business here and there, and it always actually was felt kind of out of place to me. I yeah. think maybe maybe the business happens really before and after the round. <laughs> sure, sure. sure. <laughs> so what about you, Tom? Yeah, so my name's Tom Planer. Um, I started uh, creating websites uh, when I was in eighth grade um, or so, maybe seventh grade. Uh, my mom had brought home uh, a book on HTML and I read the book and created some websites and was off and running. So um, prior to that, I, I had fooled around a little bit with programming. Uh, and after that, I kind of just dove into like web web development type stuff. So so you owe your future truly to your mother. <laughs> I, I do to an extent. Yeah. So that, that book on HTML really got me, you know, you could visually see something right away in a browser. It's, it's not really programming, if you will, but it, it, it definitely is scripting and allows you to, you know, make something, um, which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, so I am actually a self-taught programmer. Um, I've had, you know, I've taken some courses in high school and college um, about programming, but for the most part, I'm self-taught. Uh, I actually have a, a business degree from college, so I'm not a computer science major or anything. Um, so uh, beyond that, I, I've worked, I've worked in, you know, similar to Brian, I've worked in IT, you know, running network cable and stuff like that. And then I kind of moved into, uh, working at agencies and, and for a, a tech startup, uh, using, utilizing more of my programming skills. So, uh, non-work wise, uh, I have a beautiful wife and two fabulous kids. Um, I live in New Jersey. A little tidbit about myself, uh, I ran Division One Track and Field, and that is actually where I met my wife, who was also on the team uh, back back in college, which is 
pretty exciting stuff. Um, and beyond that, I, I do also uh, like to try to golf, even though I'm really not that great at it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much me. Oh, I also I also like to run a lot. <laughs> and who pushed you into the golf? Uh, you pushed me into the golf, and my wife actually pushed me into the running. Uh, because I, actually, even though I, I ran track and field, I actually was a high jumper, so I didn't actually do much running um, other than at practice. Yeah, just to set the stage here, you, how tall are you, Tom? I'm like six five and a half, like six six. Yeah, I'm six one, and I feel he's Tom's one of the only people I stand next to, and I feel short. <laughs> so there you have it. So yeah, and that, I think we should also probably hop in and, and kind of explain how 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 we actually met. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we we actually met at an agency um, where I had already been there, I believe, right um, at at this uh, agency in New Jersey. And um, then Tom got hired on as a, a developer. And through that experience, we worked on some projects together, um, ended up <laughs> finding that we had some similar mindsets um, and kind of agreed on a lot of things, even though we argued quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but we had similar kind of uh, mindset as to kind of how we think things should run and, and where the direction was going with, with kind of the interactive department we were working in and things like that. So, um, and I think really what was cool was that we ended up being able to kind of have a small team developed out of that, uh, based out of the New York office for that company. And that's where we started to actually do some, some cooler things and, and work a lot closer. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty accurate. And actually that small team is, um, still somewhat together. So, uh, actually our, our first real hire, uh, was one of the members of that team. So Scott, so it's pretty, pretty cool stuff that uh, we were able to take that actual uh, point in our lives and, and really kind of make, make lasting relationships. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and to, to basically had, had worked together and all together at one, one time and then kind of go our separate ways and, and all go to different companies respectively and then kind of find our way back to, to Rindle, which is kind of cool. Awesome. So uh, why don't we talk about what we believe uh, as individuals and as uh, a company? Yeah, I think this is kind of cool to talk about just because I think it's, it's really drives kind of why we created Rindle to begin with the product, but also, you know, why we're doing this podcast um, and why we felt the need to like, we, we should really get ourselves out there and start talking about some of these things. Um, and I think the biggest thing, one of the bigger things to lead off with is that we, we believe that project management tends to get overcomplicated. So, you know, for the more complicated the process, typically the less adoption and long-term success you can expect. So if you are, um, especially if you're resource restricted or anything like that, and you're trying to put in really complicated processes, a lot of times team members and stuff, they just get turned off by it, right? Like, oh, you want me to do all of these things now? Uh, and it's really hard to get everybody to do it consistently and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, we kind of feel like, well, does it need to be that complicated and you know can it really be less complicated so everybody's really more on board with it and more likely to adopt it and kind of move forward with it yeah and i think like half the the problem there as to why adoption is poor is because project management softwares um are just too complicated they they don't make it any easier uh to adopt 
Yeah, I think this some of the stigma around like project management software being too complicated is that like you know really the PMs end up using it and and not so much the rest of the team uh, because they don't want to deal with the overhead of like getting in there and be like well I got to find my task and do all this stuff. Um, so it really kind of there's a there's this thing kind of floating around where it's like oh well the PM software is mostly leveraged by project managers but in essence really the entire team should be in this project management software or whatever tools you're using. The entire team needs to be in there and collaborating um, so you can leverage that tool fully. If only one person out of a 10 person team or five person team, whatever it is, is using it, then you really are, are not leveraging the collabor collaboration aspects of it, centralization aspects of it, and so on. So uh, yeah, I think that, that kind of definitely adds to the problem. Yeah, and there's ways to to do that. There's ways to get the team more involved, but but if you have a simple project, it's way or project management software, it's way easier to get that team involved because it you're not having to necessarily teach them too much, or or you know you that the whole goal is right to to not have to have them learn basically anything, right? Like the more advanced features, the project manager or the the administrators will hopefully make use of, but like the individuals, like they should just have to know like, okay, this is a task that I have to do. And then they need to know what, what the team's workflow is, right? Like, well, when I'm done with this, I move this here and notify this person or, or whatever that may be, right? So they should really be focused on, well, what's my team's workflow? And um, that's it. They shouldn't have to worry about the software. Yeah, I think, you know, that just flows right into like just our belief in keeping things as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, I think too, like, you know, when you introduce complicated processes and methodologies, there is a level of complication that you're bringing to the team. Um, and usually that starts to break down just with, like I said, adoption, um, people not understanding what they're supposed to be doing, um, half the team following it, half the team not, all these issues. So. Um, in the end, it's, you know, we believe it's about getting the work done. So if you keep things as simple as possible when it comes to process, when it comes to collaboration, all these things, um, you will be able to essentially, you know, focus on the work um, and, and, and not focus on process and software. And that's not to say that uh, we want to build software that doesn't have complicated features, but I, I think it's part of the software developers uh, like challenge to do that in a way that's simple for uh, users to 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 use, right? Like, so that complexity should be really hidden from the from the day to day use. Yeah, I think the the end mantra is you know you should be spending the majority of your time doing the work and not managing it. Um, so yeah, I think I you know what you're saying as far as our job as software developers, you know, making a, an application that helps you focus on the work uh, and not spend tons of time in the application doing things that are not getting work done, mm -hmm. uh, I think is kind of our, our ultimate belief and goal. So, um, and essentially that's why we, like I said, in the top of this, you know, that's why we built Rindle to start out with as a project management application. Um, and also, you know, while we're doing this podcast, so we can start to kind of share some of our thoughts on keeping things very simple. Um, some ideas of how, you know, you can manage your team and run meetings and collaborate and all these things. So, um, hopefully that's, that's where we're heading with it. And hopefully that will be helpful to a lot of people. All right. So what, what can we expect out of this podcast? Yeah, I think it's worth 
just kind of mentioning how the podcast will flow just so you can set expectations going forward with future episodes. Um, so what we're intending to do um, is kind of have to start out with what's happening at Rindle. So we'll talk about some things that are happening at Rindle. And we think this is beneficial only because um, people using our product, of course, our customer base would love this because they'll get some insight into some of the things we're working on. But it also involves kind of our process, how we work. Um, so we think there'll be some, some good tidbits in there um, for people to understand kind of how we handle things, some of the challenges we face, how we're organizing our projects and, and workflow. Um, so we think that'll be helpful and that'll be a really short kind of blurb in the beginning of the episode. Uh, and then we'll move into um, the main topic, which will be the, the main topic of the episode. Um, this will be, you know, um, a topic that we're focused on in, in the area like PM or whatever we're talking about. And then uh, we'll close it out with tips for taking action. So we believe that, you know, what we're talking about, you know, at the end of it, you should have some kind of tips to actually take action on it and make a difference and make some changes, hopefully immediately. Um, so we'll kind of go over things you can do um, to make some changes right away. Yeah. And I think uh, we'll also probably throw in like some guests on here occasionally and uh, some episodes to change it up a little bit, maybe uh, just some free-flowing episode maybe uh, us ranting about some some topic or something of interest uh just because we'll see how those work as well yeah and i think the, the main topic focus will be project management related things um workflow related things um and just generally you know team management um like i said even getting into how you run meetings you know how do you communicate tasks and how do you flow your work for different kinds of workflows? Um, so how, how do you break tasks down into manageable chunks, right? Yeah, right. Like a, lot of, a lot of stuff like that. You know, even, even now uh, we struggle with. Um, so I, I, I don't think it ever goes away, this, the struggle of like managing a project. Yeah, I think it's ever-changing and breathing animal. So you're constantly tackling, you know, new challenges and new, new ways to organize things. We are planning on... Uh, getting an episode out a week, um, at least, uh, yeah, I would say one week an episode or one episode, one, episode? One, one episode per week. Yeah. So that should be good. Awesome. So tips for, for taking action for this episode, being that's the first episode kind of kicking off, kind of give you some background information on us, why we're doing this. Um, we'd love to hear from you about topics that you want us to talk about. Um, so we, we already have some planned out and some ideas rolling, um, and you'll see that there's a couple episodes already recorded um, for you to dive into at, at the launch of this podcast. Um, but we'd love to hear from you to help us drive the direction of, of the topics that we're going to talk about. Um, in addition to that, any specific questions about your workflow or, or team scenarios that you have that you want us to tear down and kind of analyze and give our advice on, uh, we'd love to hear those as well. Uh, so to do that, you can leave a voicemail at our number, 860-577-2293, um, or you can email us. Uh, you can even include an MP3 in an email if you wanted to. Um, you can email us at workflow at rindle.com. Well, I think that about wraps us up for the day. If you have a question for us, you can call into our voicemail number at 860-577-2293, or you can email it to us at workflow at rindle.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Thunder Rock by Magic Studio, used under Creative Commons. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Workflow and visit rindle.com slash workflow dash podcast for a full transcript of each episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.